Hello, this is Patrick from Expression, and I'd like to go over some advanced use cases for the user input control functions inside of Expression 6.1 and higher. What you're looking at here is a template that the news department could ask for, where they want to have a picture of each of the on-air talent with their name, their title, and a spot for on the phone or voice of, however this is going to be used, probably superimposed over footage. Um, it gets done a couple of different ways. Really, your two basic choices are to either make an individual scene or template for each one of the on-air talent. And if you have a large newsroom, that could be 30, 40, 50 different particular people. Or I could make one scene or template, and I have the ability to give the reporters or writers the ability to choose from a list of the person that's there. And their title information will be pre-determined um, based on information that we've been given by the newsroom. So here's what I did. I took this information. This scene has a couple of different fields. There's a spot for the name. There's a spot for the title, a spot for the photo. And also we have something we're calling status, which is their on-air content, um, if it's on the phone voice of. And again, the news department wants to have some control over that. So we'll put all that together. So what I wound up doing is I went over to the news department and human resources department, and I asked them for some information, and they helped me create an Excel spreadsheet. And in that spreadsheet, I asked for the proper spelling and put it in a column for name. I asked them for the job title for each person, and I put it under title. I asked for email, and you'll see where I'm going to use this later because I took advantage of this starting this project and went a little further. And then the last piece is photo. What I'm doing with photo, this needs to be a file folder that's on all of your expression engines. Um, it could be done one of two ways. It could be a folder that's put in the same place on every engine, or it could be a network share that you use the same way. In this particular exercise, what I've done is I've, on my D drive, created a folder called Elections 2016. Inside of Elections 2016, there's a folder called Headshots, and inside Headshots is where all the individual files are named after each one of the reporters. Um, I happen to have chosen a PNG file. It could be TIFF, could be Target, could be JPEG, could have been any of them. Just happened to be PNG for this. So I put everybody's information in, and it's now saved as an Excel spreadsheet. And we'll come back to using this later. But what I want to do is I want to go back into Expression, and I want to use this to create a global list. And a global list will allow you to either enter it all manually, or I can go in and import a text file that's comma-separated values. And what CSV or comma-separated values means after each chunk of information, it'll put a comma. So instead of being in cells like it is in an Excel spreadsheet, you'd see the name, comma, title, comma, their email, comma, and then the last item doesn't have a comma. It's an indication with no comma that it's the end of the line. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go File, Save As. And I'm going to go ahead in this workbook, and I'm going to change the save type from Excel workbook to CSV or comma delimited so that I can do it this way. So I choose that. You'll see it changes it to the same file name .csv. I'm going to click save and I'm going to get a warning coming up telling me that there are certain features that are not compatible with CSV. Do I want to keep this in the workbook? The answer is yes. What that basically means is it's using all the particular cell information and all the formatting for cells. We don't care. We're just going to say yes. And then I'm going to close this file. And you're going to see why in a second. I'm not going to bother to save it again. I'm going to minimize Excel and get it out of our way. Next thing I want to do is I want to go back and find that particular file. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to right click on this and I'm going to choose Rename. And what you see is it's giving me the text that it thinks I want to rename. Well, I really want to change the file extension from CSV to TXT. When I make the change and hit Enter, I get a dialog box. 
and you'll see that it's telling me if I change the file extension it might become unusable. Are you sure you want to change it? In this case, the answer is yes. So I'm going to choose yes. I'm going to minimize this window, get it out of our way, and I'm going to come back to the Excel scene that I'm or the expression scene I'm working in, and I'm going to choose name because I'm going to use that as my key value for all of this. Next thing I'm going to do is go to data source. And again, I can have static text. I could use data link and we can talk about that later. I could kind of try to use a widget, probably not the best thing. I'm going to go back to static text and I want to enable user input controls. And what I want to have, my choices are list box, combo box, radio buttons, and check boxes. What probably makes the most sense is to do a combo box so that it's a pull down list that my newsroom users can choose from. Now, next thing I'm going to go to user control. I can go and create a static list where I can go ahead and I can enter all of this in and it stays within this one scene. Probably not the most efficient way to do this and especially you don't want to put long lists in here. This is for items with two or three things. Matter of fact, we'll probably use that for status later. But what I really want to show you now is using a global list. Now, if I'm going to go create a global list, I'm going to say edit global list because I don't have one created yet. And I want to click on the add global list button. I'm going to come down to the new list that it's created. I'm going to right click, choose rename list. And I'm going to call this RVN on air. So this way I remember what it is. Now, I can go ahead and I can add content in here manually, but why do I want to enter it twice? I've already got it listed. So I'm going to click with the left mouse button on the list button, choose import. And here's my text file that I've created. I'm going to click open. And you'll see that it brings it in in each item because it's using that comma that's supposed to be there to separate it to show me the different columns of information. So here's the name, their title, their email, and where their photo is. Perfect. I'm going to click close. I'm going to make sure still in the global text list, I'm going to choose the list I'm going to use, which is RVN on air. Everything should be great. I'm going to go over to the sequencer and I'm going to test this out. I'm going to select that scene, put it into my sequence. I'm going to go and choose a name. And you see the photo changed, the name changed, the title changed. If I go to Daniel Roberts, you'll see it change again. All these different items are working. And again, that's also remember that that path for the photo needs to be consistent on my render engines in the control room my offline render engine in the, in the back of the server room that the MOS engines are working with so they get my preview engines properly. That path has to be consistent all the way through. Well, the next thing I want to go do is work on the status. So I'm going to go back to my layout. I'm back in my scene. I'm going to change my focus to the status text object. And I'm going to go over to its data source. And I'm going to enable user input controls and I'm going to use a combo box. Now we did a global list earlier. I'm going to do this as a static list because it's pretty short and simple. And I'm going to add in on the phone. I'm going to add in reporting. I'm going to add in recorded. I'm going to add in earlier because those are the pieces of information that my newsroom has asked to have in there. So let's go back to the sequence view of this and let's look at this for a second. If I choose status, you'll now see that I have on the phone reporting recorded earlier is choices. So this is what my newsroom has asked to have in there. So I've got a simple way to define this and you can see how this is now working within just using this simple template and pull down menus.
Let's head back over to our layout mode and work with this a little deeper. So I'm going to click layout. From here I want to go a little deeper. We've used this for this particular template and the data piece that we've put together in Excel has been great. I want to take another template and actually put it all together and then we'll upload all this in. I'm going to go to my on-air talent template. And what I want to do is I've got my name in my drop line and my newsroom would like to have the email address there. So I'm going to put all that together. Well, the first thing I'm going to do since I have Datalink enabled on my system is I'm going to go into Datalink and I'm going to open that up and I'm going to add a new source and I'm going to add that Excel worksheet. Now, most people would see the word Excel and jump on it. Don't. What you really want to do instead is ADODB, the top choice up there, the first one in there. Click OK. And this will bring you in and you have a choice here for a couple of different tabs. Stay in the connection tab and first thing you want to do is do select template. And from the template you get the choice of different data sources you can use within here and by default it's access. Well we're going to come down here you can see that there's Excel and there's three different types of Excel. There's plain Excel which is the .xls file. There's Excel which is mixed numeric and text data and this is really important if you're working like sports scores and stats where you have percentages and things like that and it rounds things up and you don't want that to happen. But what we're going to really use here is Excel XL SX because we're working with the Office uh, 2010 and higher, which has the XML versions of files. So the file extension is not XLS, it's XLSX. So we're going to choose that. Now, once I've done that, I'm going to click OK, and you'll see everything here is ready to go. Well, right here where it says data source, I've got to give it a file name. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the folder that I have those Excel files in, and I'm going to show you a cheat that I like to do. So now I've got that open. If I just come in here and I go up to the file bar, the file path, and I start to type in what that file path is, you see it starts to complete it for me. I'm going to press the down arrow key on my keyboard, um, but I got that selected. Now I'm going to hold the shift key and I can either use the left arrow to cursor back over or I can just hit the home key and it'll move all the way to the home. And that's highlighted up there. If I hit control C to copy that information, I can come right back here to my data link file and I can right click and paste that path in. So you can now see my path information replaced the other information that was there. I click test connection and it tells me that the connection was successfully established. I'm going to click OK. And I'm also done here, so I'm going to click OK again. Now, it's going to bring me back to the main data link menu, and I'm going to choose this. I'm going to enter it in as RVN News DLQ, so that I remember what it is. And now that's part of it. Now, the next thing I have to do is I have to come into my project settings. So, project, data link manager. I have to tell it that there's a data link server available. So I'm going to click in. By default, it's going to tell me data link one. That's probably fine. And it's hosted on this particular computer. And if I go looking here, you can see I got a bunch of different things in here. But at the bottom, I have RVN News DLQ. You're like, okay, great. Who cares? I'm going to close the window. Here's where it's going to make a difference. I'm under name. I'm going to go to data source. And I'm going to choose enable user input controls. And I want a combo box again. I'm going to take off approved or allow custom values. And I'm going to go to data link and you can see now I have a list of all my data link sources here including my initial piece here of RVN. I'm going to browse my table and I'm going to find for name I'm going to put name and click OK.
and everything else will have fallen into place here. So now if I go back over to my sequence view, I'm going to bring that honor talent template in and I'm going to poke at it for a little bit here just to show you how cool this can really be. If I choose Anna Eshu, you'll notice I get her name and I get her email address. Remember I put that email address in and I hadn't told you why? Now, you're thinking to yourself, well, this is extra work. Why would I go through all these extra steps? Well, actually, this is really less work because that Excel file that I've created can sit on a server that anybody who knows where it is can modify it. Where this is important is if I get a new reporter in the newsroom, I don't have to go back into my scene and modify my global list. I can just go to the Excel file and modify the Excel file. So now I can do that externally from the application and this becomes a living document that can be modified by the newsroom and they can maintain that list that I don't have to worry about it anymore. Let's go to the next step and let's upload this project to our project server. So I'm going to go file, project server, publish. I'm selecting my project server, making sure I have my login and password. I'm clicking next to advance in and I want to upload it to a project called Apex News. So I'm going to click that out of my show selection. I'm going to click next. I'm going to make sure I've got all the right information I need added here. So I'm going to put it for today. I'm going to click next again and next and it's going to go search for all the content. You can see that it's also going to go look for all the headshot information that we have in here. Now let's click publish and publish that to the project server. While that's publishing itself up, let's get ourselves over to a newsroom system so we can see how all this works. Okay, we're now looking inside of the Inception newsroom system with the expression plugin loaded. I'm going to open up the upper right or the upper left reporter template here, and you can see that I've got this working. I can click on the name field and I'm going to choose a reporter's name and you can see their image and their name shows up. And you can see I can change to different users and you'll see that their pictures are changing. Their titles are changing. I'm also going to change the status. So you see I've got that working. Everything is great. I can take that and I can drag that up into my rundown in my show. I'm also going to go ahead and I'm going to work with that other template that we had looked for, which was on-air talent. We'd also played with this. I'm going to choose a name from the pull-down list and you'll see the name changes and the email address also appears. And that was the one that was done using the Dataling template where the other ones were done using global list. And of course the upper left status was done using just a static list. And you can see this also works. I could have done this as a global list and used the same content for different spots in other templates and other scenes. But this is how this all works in the basic newsroom structure of uploading this and simplifying it for the newsroom user. Let's take a look at another interesting example and show you how this can really be expanded on to really make a powerful tool. I've got a scoreboard scene here that I'm going to use and it's got a few fields. I've got one for a league and I've got a city name and a nickname for two teams. In the way this is put together, here's my league, this is my visiting team, here's my home team. So what I want to do is I want to put my leagues together so that I know how everything puts together and populate only the right places. So if I go to league, I want to put in a data source. I'm going to enable user controls and I'm going to choose radio buttons here. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose a global list and I've already put this together. Let's show you what this looks like. Here it is. It's called league and the description is either NBA or NFL. I'm also going to show you I've already got two other lists here. I've got NBA which shows city names and nicknames for NBA teams. I've got NFL which shows a different list of cities and different nicknames. So this way they go together. I'm going to go ahead and close this up and I'm choosing league here. 
And this has further implications, which are really pretty cool. Next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to come down to the visitor, which is this group here, choose the city name, and I'm going to enable user controls for a combo box. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the global list, but I'm going to right click in the global list value, and I'm going to choose insert lookup of published objects, and I'm going to choose league. And that's going to go ahead and based on the league, it's going to pull the list. So I'll show you how this works in a second. I've got to do one other thing here first. Because it's going to take the information and it's going to push city name to city name and nickname to nickname. Well, I've got two sets of teams. So I've got city name here. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to enable this user control also. And I'm going to also mark this to insert lookup published objects based on the league, but I have to assign columns. So I want to assign city name to city name one and nickname to nickname one. All set. Now, with that being said, let's go over and look and see how this looks inside the sequence. Okay, I'm going to put this into my sequence and add it to my group. I'm going to choose that template and I'm going to go to league. And remember I chose radio button, so I'm going to choose NBA. And you notice that's radio buttons, not check boxes or pull downs. I'm going to go to city name and I'm going to choose Boston. And when I choose Boston, it chooses Boston Celtics. And if I go down to city name for the second team, I can choose Charlotte. That's great. Now, watch this. If I go back up to the league and I choose NFL and I go to choose a team name, Boston's not there. How come? They don't have a, a team in the NFL. At least not from Boston, they're from New England, slightly different. And Charlotte doesn't exist here either because again, they don't have an NFL team, so they're not going to show up in the list. Let's take a look and see how all this looks in the newsroom system. As we look at the scene, you can see now if I choose League, again I've got radio buttons, I'm going to choose NBA here, I'm going to choose my city name, and you can see that I have NBA teams here and NBA team nicknames that come with it. And if I choose NFL, I have a different set of team names that I can choose from. Not the same list, not necessarily. See, if I choose Chicago here, it'll go from the Bulls to the Bears. So that's how I could do different choices in here. And this is how I use one list to drive another list. So that's the basics and the advanced of user input controls on expression. <laughs>